Get unfiltered lessons from our leaders at AHF as we uncover real, raw stories of where we came from and where we are going. Join us for an unscripted look at the connections our senior leadership have to our mission, core values, and hot initiatives. AHF is the world's largest HIV AIDS service organization operating in 45 countries globally, 16 states domestically, including DC and Puerto Rico. Our mission is to provide cutting edge medicine and advocacy, regardless of ability to pay. Hello, and welcome to the After Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hogan, serving as your liaison to take you through this journey to learn more about AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Before we start the show, please make sure to remember to check out the show notes so you can follow along. Now, let's get started. So hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the After Hours Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lauren Hogan. And today we have another employee spotlight episode, which we're so excited about. So really quickly, I'm just going to go around and have you guys introduce yourselves and then we'll get started. So Stacy, let's start with you. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Um, my name is Stacy Mullins. I'm the uh, Midwest Regional Director, sorry, Geography Regional Director here at AHF. Antigone? Hi, my name is Antigone Robinson, and I am the Senior Program Manager of Advocacy in Public Health Division. And uh, hello, I'm Sylvia Trujillo. I'm the Director of Linkage Services uh, for the West. Perfect. So getting right into it, when did you guys all join AHF and how long have you been here? Um, so uh, this is Stacy. I've been with AHF since October of 2015 um, and um, started out in pharmacy um, working my way up. I started in the summer of 2019 actually as an intern and then I moved over to managed care where I was the social worker and it's been about three years. And um, I'm Sylvia. I started uh, with AHF back in uh, September 2004. So I've been with AHF for almost 18 years and um, I started my journey with the healthcare center actually in multiple positions, front office, benefit counselor, office administrator, and recently moved out of the director of healthcare center operations into public health as a director of linkage services. So Sylvia is a veteran of the group, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you guys kind of all touched on it a little bit. Um, Just can you really quickly, where are you now and what exactly are your roles um, in contributing to this organization? So, um, Stacy again. Um, as being the geography regional for the Midwest, I oversee the operations um, for sites in our um, Columbus, Ohio location, as well as um, Illinois and uh, the things that we're doing in Indiana, as, as well as any growth. So I focus on expansion and growth, seeing how we can get out there to help patients uh, more effectively and getting into areas that we haven't been in before, making sure that we're able to provide HIV and STI services to as many people as possible. I think the simplest way to explain what I do as the Senior Program Manager of Advocacy is support of AHF's efforts within research and advocacy. So, so far I've been to protests, um, the Disney protest, that was a great one. I attend the city council, council legislative meetings And I analyze different data and do research in order to, for different topics, in order to either maybe, um, we have a survey, I think, coming from marketing to determine what clients and AHF staff prefer to be named. So I kind of made a report to, to send to Michael Weinstein in order to showcase those different results. 
Um, I've also been working with John Hassel and Laura Boudreau on 340B. So Don't Say Gay is another campaign we've been working on. So kind of just all around different support with research and advocacy. So we can say you're an integral part of our advocacy efforts, Antigone. We'll just mm-hmm. go with that. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> Data is important. Uh, go ahead, Sylvia. Yeah, I am uh, now in the uh, public health division um, under the linkage uh, to care services and linkage to prep. So I oversee the, the linkage to care uh, staff and linkage to prep. Um, our role is pretty much to identify those uh, clients who um, are who test uh positive uh, are returning into care and those patients that uh, test negative and are looking to uh, get into some type of uh, uh, prep services. So quick question for you guys. Since you started to where you are now, how has your view of AHF grown or changed over the past five years for you, Sylvia? And taking I know you said three. And, you know, Sylvia, we got to save you a uh, veteran best for last because I'm curious about your answer. So go ahead and start, uh, Stacey. All right. Um, yeah. So, oh my gosh, it's changed so much, but it's, it's all for the good. Um, you know, whenever I started out, um, I knew very little about the organization, um, outside of just research that I've done over the internet before I started my position. Um, so whenever I did start in my role as pharmacy tech, like it was definitely like boots on the ground, you know, just really trying to meet the immediate need in Indiana, uh, during the epidemic that we had um, and as I started to grow and throughout the years, it just progressed. Um, I was I had done some protests within those first couple of years, a protest. And then um, that really uh, broadened my perspective of AHF and really kind of made me feel like this was my place um, as far as like, you know, the passion that's involved and just the way it makes you feel like you're you're giving back to people and, you know, like just humanity in general. Um, the organization has allowed me to do that throughout the, the course of being in this uh, role. And, you know, not only have I been able to be in new areas and see what people are needing in different ways, but also watching it grow from now having, um, you know, food efforts and then the housing efforts, it's, it's amazing what all we're able to do as an organization for others and to see how the things that we do domestically are also able to enhance the services that we provide globally. It's, it's just amazing. I've continued to be in awe like on a regular basis. So it's cool. When I started as a social worker, I was really on the ground, kind of like what you were saying during COVID, some of the worst times where I had to try to find resources for housing, you know, food, all sorts of things, caregivers, emergency shelter. So that was just like a, t- a good two years of just <laughs> feeling really sad for everything that was going on, on just like a epidemic level, but also I guess personally it was a little bit hard. And now it's amazing to be able to work in public health because I get to put my hands in every <laughs> different division or service line in AHF. I can help, you know, with data in housing, like we were talking about, or I can help with data um, to make sure healthcare and um, HIV medications are accessible to everyone. So I'm excited to just continue refining those skills and then also to learn about, to continue learning about the different ways that AHF serves the community and maybe eventually 
um, help in our global efforts as well? Well, for me, um, I learned very quickly that uh, this was more than just a job. I, I think that um, being part of uh, the healthcare centers or Department of Medicine, where I played, um, you know, uh, different services for our patients in different roles, um, I, I've learned that no matter who you are, you know, this affects everybody. And um, being a uh, young Latina woman um, in my household, we did not talk about um, uh, sex or, you know, that, that wasn't a topic in our, you know, during our dinner table. Um, so coming into AHF, I was very naive of a lot of, of, uh, of what, you know, HIV meant, um, AIDS, um, how did you get it, um, how, do you, how do you pass it on? So I, uh, my interests grow very, very quickly in knowing that I was able to service uh, different uh, kind of people, not just my, my own, right? Because usually you kind of want to, to help those that look like you. Um, and um, learning that this is a, a, a disease of everybody and not just one, uh, which is what, um, you know, I had uh, interpreted um, as a child um, was very rewarding uh, to continue to do what I do every day. So what makes you guys proud to work AHF, to work at AHF, excuse me? It could be an event. It could be the fact that, you know, the advocacy efforts that we do. Uh, what makes you proud to work for AHF? Gosh, I, f- I feel like there's there are so many different things that make me proud to work with an AHF. Um, one of them definitely is the response that we have in our advocacy efforts. Sometimes it might take a little bit longer for us to see the results, but just like um, the, our efforts toward our protest with Disney, um, you know that was and it was almost immediate. It seemed, but to see the change that we made throughout the United States that, you know, I felt like we were kind of the trailblazers in that advocacy model. Um, and then, um, you, you know, to, just to watch the patients that we serve, whenever they come in, we're able to really see on their faces just how much we're helping, um, you know, and it could be the smallest thing. Somebody might just come in and need a shoulder to lean on because of the stigma that's surrounding them at their home. Um, but to hear the responses from the clients and to have them reach out and actually say, like, I'm so glad that like this person is my doctor. Um, I recently had um, one of my colleagues from Columbus reach out saying that, you know, it was great to feel like she was being heard and that, the, um, the things that she was feeling as though we needed to tackle in the, um, in her city that she knew that I was listening and that we were going to be able to do something in the community. It's just nice to know that we are more of an immediate response. We're able to take these things on and we can change the world in some form. I think it's amazing that no matter what department in AHF you work in, there's always an opportunity to participate in the advocacy. Um, As a social worker, I was a little bit frustrated because I felt like no matter what resources I tried to provide to the members, that there was some systemic issue that was like standing in the way from me, um, helping them to create a sustainable solution. 
So now that I'm um, in PhD and I get to be part of these advocacy efforts, it just makes me realize more and more like <laughs> that the opportunity was there even when I was a social worker and it's available to anyone. And now, um, I don't know, I got to just learn specifically like the different strategies about how, you know, we get these different things accomplished. So I don't know. AHF is just amazing. We help so many people domestically and around the world. I have to say that um, the commitment of our leader, which is Michael Weinstein, is what truly keeps, um, you know, keeps us, keep us motivated and going. I think, um, you know, if he wasn't as committed, um, you know, our motivation would not be as strong. Um, I, you know, usually people say things come from the top down and, you know, I think that's a, a, a good demonstration of that's what it is. You know, when you feel supported, when you feel that, um, you know, the leader cares or uh, that you're not alone in this fight, I think you, you, your efforts come just, you know, uh, 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 naturally. So for my next question, um, Sylvia, I'm actually going to start with you. Like I said, you're the veteran of the group. So what has made you stay at AHF for so long? Um, I, I have to kind of go back to my same statement. I think that I've gone through a lot of different leaders, kind of ground level, right, um, uh, who I have report to. And, um, and I think that uh, the, the word have gone through many. Um, AHF is not for everybody. Our culture is very, very unique. And um, uh, I do believe sincerely that, um, you know, the, our example comes from above. And um, if that example, the, commi the commitment from Michael was not there, I probably wouldn't have stayed this long. I don't think that there are many other organizations that I know that have their hands in so many different things. Like I was talking about before with housing and healthcare and out of the closet and impulse. And what makes me stay is just the opportunity to be able to learn <laughs> from all of those, those different divisions. And I mean, take those lessons and apply them to other things that we we're having issues with like Roe versus Wade, you know, how can I take these lessons and apply them in my own life? I can go out and protest. I can go talk to my legislators. I can go write them letters. I can do all these different things that AHF is teaching me, <laughs> teach me how to do. Yeah, I agree with those things. And you know, it's exciting uh, to me. It, it, like she was saying, it changes on a regular basis. Um, you know, we're always involved in something um, the atmosphere, the people that I work with, I absolutely love everyone that I meet. Um, you know, it, to me, it's family. Um, and it's a family that you're able to enjoy your time with and you're able to do something productive at the same time. I'm kind of nerdy in that way to where I always want to do productive things and being able to have a position like this to where I'm really able to utilize my time in various ways and to see the results in the end from a, a, a national level on our calls. Like those are just things that I kind of thrive off of. So I mean, that's definitely why I say I feel like I'm being used and I like it. <laughs> it's a good way. 
So we are almost at time. So I've got one more question for you guys before we wrap. Um, what advice would you give, you know, to people looking to take their next step with an AHF? You know, Sylvia, you've had, you know, quite a career already. Uh, Stacy, you've been here for almost seven years and um, Antigone, you know, you're approaching three years too. So you guys have had some, you know, time with the organization. So what advice would you give to people that are looking for their next step, whether it's, you know, career development or just wanting to further pursue passions within the organization, what would you tell them? Sylvia, you want to take this one first? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Stacey. Follow your dream and don't allow anyone to dictate your growth. I think that's very important, um, you know, in anything that you want to do. You are, you have control of of you and, um, and and your future. I think I would advise them to take advantage of every opportunity there is to learn and to meet different people within the organization. And when you feel that it's time for the new challenge, then just go for it, you know, and it may take like one or two swings before you hit it out of the park, (laughs) but AHF likes to promote from within. So, you know, just (laughs) give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Like, I think, you know, work for it. Uh, jump in when you can participate, you know, whenever there is advocacy efforts in the area, jump in there and do it. Um, don't be afraid to speak up, um, you know, and, and talk to leadership, um, you know, pick their brains. Whenever I was moving up in the company, I didn't even know that I was. I had actually reached out to HR asking if I could do some career development. And they're like, hey, you've been doing that for a little bit now already. So, you know, it's nice because you really do have some amazing people to look up to. You're like our chief, Donna Tempesta, like I'm still like I will say some things in emails and I'm like, oh, that's something Donna taught me. You know, so it's really nice that like you're able to have those mentors to look up to in the organization and working up is is awesome. But just put in the effort. Um let your leadership know that you're wanting to move up and that you have the interest in participation. Well, I want to say thank you ladies so much for taking the time. This was very insightful and I know people are going to appreciate the advice, the advice that you're giving in the stories. And as always, we'll see you next time on another episode of the after hours podcast. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks Lauren. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please subscribe, share it with your friends, like, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Follow us on Instagram at After Hours and see you next time. <laughs>